When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. It's Bud Pod. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Just like that. One, two, three. Have you seen that um, clip? <laughs> the, of, of, Is this like a, some Sesame Street shit? No, it was um, some BBC documentary, I think, about Neanderthal man. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and this expert <laughs> tries to, they tried to figure out from the fossils of like Neanderthal's throats what they would have sounded <laughs> yes. like. And they, they hire in like a, a, a choral singer, like a, a singer, like a tenor or something. And they just piece by piece try to put together this voice, and he's just saying one, two, three, and the lady's like, and a bit higher, one, yeah. two, three, and a bit like, and more- it's an actor with like long hair. Yeah, yeah, and he and he's taking it really seriously, and she's like, can you pinch the back of the neck, one, two, three, and but he's got like this serious voice on face on the whole time. It's so funny, it's so funny. One, two, three. <laughs> the the two clips that are great is that one with the is that one and there's the one of the pharaoh because they got the pharaoh's larynx okay I it's like an ancient Egyptian mummy or maybe he was a high priest or something and they they go we've reconstructed the larynx and we're gonna like shoot like through the like a through with like a three D printer or something or, and we're gonna shoot air through it or you know they're gonna make his voice happen again and he just goes oh <laughs> it's just like oh <laughs> which of course it is <laughs> Just, oh, it's so stupid but you're expecting it to be like hello I am in Imhotep but it's not just oh! <laughs> so dumb it's just ridiculous and you sort of think well why would you <laughs> why would that help us understand anything <laughs> What has anyone learned just now from this? <laughs> and um, there's this great clip from, like, I think it's some BBC radio show, like a serious radio station, like, I think it was Radio 4 or something. And there's, um, they've gotten hold of, I think, the earliest known audio oh, recording. Yeah, Claire of de la Lune. Yeah, Claire de la Lune. Or, or, or someone's singing it, right? And it, because yeah. the recording's so <laughs> yeah. bad, it's like. <laughs> and the lady <laughs> the newsreader just starts just starts pissing herself and she can't she stop and she can't get a hold of herself and she she just goes i'm i'm sorry and there's just this awkward silence and then the continuity reader comes on and goes it is nine o'clock it's 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 so funny. It's great. <laughs> and she's trying to do news reports on I don't know, some awful tragedy as well. So what a difficult thing, man. I love that clip. Yeah, Claire de Lune. Uh, oh boy. Good stuff. Um, um speaking of Egyptians, um I uh I went to the Met Gallery. Yeah. You went to the Met Gallery? Yeah, and there's some um, I mean, there's a there's a full Egyptian temple in there that they 
that they've they took brick like stone by stone from south of egypt and re they built a whole room for it in the met gallery and they just built it in there the, what yeah the scale of this place is ridiculous i i couldn't believe it why why don't they get all the british museum style shit this is what i'm thinking it's like so you're the new imperialist why don't you get all this <laughs> hmm, if England really wanted to come home, maybe maybe the marble should go home to Spain. Uh, shut up. Shut up. We want it. We want it. All right? If you deserve to have it, you would have it. We have it. Okay? Unbelievable. The Elgin marbles, the Elgin marbles weren't stolen. They were bought. They were bought from the Ottomans. If you if you have the money to pay for them back, we'll give them back. Okay? Stole them. Give me a break. But speaking we, of... Uh, we want it. We want it. <laughs> I really like that as a phrase. Why don't you go over to a star footballer's house and go to their trophy cabinet and say, give that back. You say, give that back. <laughs> what, will, what will the footballer say? They'll say, no, I want it. I want it. And that's what Britain says. We want it. Not you. I like the idea of you saying this as the director of the British Museum. <laughs> Just pouring sweat, clothes all like Just on the askew. On the Today program. Do you have anything to say to these accusations of theft? We want it. We want it. We want it. <laughs> what, what? You can hear like things being smashed in the studio. <laughs> What 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 is your opinion on on the re, re, repatriation of the Elgin marbles? We want it. We want it. <laughs> right? It's it's annoying that like. Well, the thing that annoys me about it is that first of all, the British Museum can't do anything. It has to be an act of Parliament. So mm -hmm. stop hassling a museum. It's full of nerds. They can't cope. <laughs> yeah, stop bullying nerds. Yeah, go bully politicians. They can cope. It's all that they stop do. Stop giving them noogies in the name of social yeah. justice. Yeah, stop trying to wedgie the Algen marbles back <laughs> to Greece. Um, I mean, because so there's, there's, there's also like there's also like a sense of proportion within the within the British Museum. So I think like something like returning the Algen marbles, I, it's like I don't think so. Uh, we want it, but something like. This sacred artifact, we literally, we just, we did we shot some Pacific Islanders and just took the most precious thing on the island. Uh, yeah, okay, I think give that back. But there's, well, there's a spectrum. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is like the Algon marbles is something where it was like it was purchased. They weren't being cared for. It, Greece was under the control of another empire that we mm. later helped free Greece from. Um, there's, you know, blah, 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 all the big debate. And annoyingly, if you're going to have the campaign, don't choose the most complex, tedious legal example, e.g. the Elgin Marbles. Yeah. Like, choose an example, like you say, like, for example, um, there's a big campaign to get all the Benin bronzes back to West Africa. Yeah. And no one in the UK has heard of the Benin bronzes. Mm -hmm. No one cares what they are. No one goes to see them. Mm -hmm. The <laughs> British Museum would not miss them. They are in a cupboard. So it doesn't matter even if you give them back. They're not, like, something like 80% of the British Museum stock is not on display at any one time. It's yeah. huge stores. Yeah. So like, it's not something like that where it's like incredibly important and like 
whatever country it is, their government keeps going on about it, and it's way more important. Like everyone, everyone who goes to the British Museum wants to see the Elgin Marbles. Mm-hmm. No, no one aside from historians and maybe people of West African origin or descent could point to where Benin used to be on a map. So, yeah. whatever we like, we everyone who everyone in the UK likes the Elgin Marbles and wants to go see them. All the other stuff, like you say, a sort of Pacific Island, uh, you know, I mean, sacred altar or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that Benin didn't exist anymore. I. Yeah, I know. When when did that happen? Who? What? No one told me. Why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> you see, that's what it. It happened on the same day as the final. So. <laughs> yeah, they really messed up their scheduling there. That's a classic mistake. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a terrible day to release an announcement like that. Well, that the kingdom uh, of Benin is well, collapsed. Well, we've, we've touched on it, Pierre. We've touched on it with the light touch of 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 a um, of a Luke Shaw. Um, the <laughs> the football finals, the Euro finals. Well, let's let's touch on it with the the savage touch of an Italian racist <laughs> yanking a man's neck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was... If that had happened on FIFA, that would be an instant red card, and I wouldn't even have gotten mad at the PlayStation. You know what I mean? It would be a, it would be a red card in rugby. <laughs> yeah, crazy. If it's, a red, if it's a red card in rugby, it should be a red in, in football. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, like, I mean, he garroted him like that, Tony uh, Soprano. He literally, like, Agent 47 yeah. Saka onto the <laughs> yeah, ground. Yeah. Yeah, I've only ever seen that move happen before when I've been um, hiding uh, in a cupboard or on a bench in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> and you just leap out and half fucking kill someone onto the floor. Well, yeah, Assassin's it was Creed no, that was bullshit. Italian, he's Italian, so maybe Chiellini is descended. Oh. Chiellini is descended from. Oh, what's his name? What's the Italian assassin's name? Ezio. 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 Um, um, wait, hang on. I need to make sure I get my the Italians I dislike right. Cialini was Cialini the one who blamed Cialini. He's um, he's the captain. He's the one who took Saka down. No, I know, but is he the one who blamed uh, his mate for for getting racist? Um... So one of the Italian players, and I don't know if it's him or not. Like a year or two ago, his his fellow teammate was getting a lot of racist abuse. Mm. Like at club level, from a bunch of Albanians, I think, and or, or a bunch of no, maybe they were just Italian fascists because there's a few Italian clubs where the fans are like almost entirely fascist. Wow. Anyway, the guy like swore back at the crowd, and when he was asked for comment, the Italian player was like, "Well, you know, the blame is fifty-fifty. Oh, he trumped it. He trumped it. Yeah, he trumped it. He was like, "Well, you know, you shouldn't get annoyed at the huge racism. There's good people on both sides, or bad people on both sides." Bon- Bonucci. It was Bonucci. It wasn't. Bonucci. Uh, Bernucci, that's a Kate Bush song, right? Bernucci, Bernucci, my. <laughs> yeah, he's saying, he's saying, yeah, he said Keen. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Juventus teammate uh, uh, Keen, nineteen. Yeah, could, he said he could have done it differently, and the blame is fifty-fifty. What a fucking cunt. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's Europe for you. We like to think we're in a big old racist country in England, but. <laughs> You should try Europe. Have you tried Europe? <laughs> wow. Especially, well, I mean, I was about to say, especially Eastern Europe, and then I just remembered, you know, 
Italy and France and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you remember all the ones like right on Britain's doorstep. Yeah, the ones that have the ones that elect actual fascists. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Okay, no. Cialini has taken a stand against racism at some point, so he's all right. It's it's who the who the fuck was the one I just said? Bucani? Bonucci. Bonucci. Bonu- yeah. Bonucci. It was Bonucci being a cunt. Um. Yeah, Paul Bonucci. Cialini, Cialini was being nicer, but still, still, what a what a piece of shit. <laughs> um, I just the 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 reason I never I always found it very difficult to get into football in the first place is the extent to which the way to win is to is to be is to behave like that is to be unsportsmanlike and to just push your luck. Yeah, I said Paul Benucci just now. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. I, <laughs> well, well, I think I think I think I kept, I kept getting. I couldn't figure out what the name was. Um, well, I mean, my name is Italian, and even I f- can't figure these guys out. But I, the, I get annoyed because it's like uh, I, I just I can't get on uh, e- e- as easily on board with a game that just rewards like sort of rat-like behavior. Yeah, where it's like and y- it's like, hey, um, you're not supposed to foul anyone, but we're just going to let you. And if you do, then you better not do it twice. You better make sure one of your ten other teammates does it. I mean, you've got to hand it to the talent team for being able to so expertly spread 20 yellow cards <laughs> among each other so that nobody got two. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, I'm not saying it's not a skill. I'm saying it's a skill in a version of the game that I dislike and I'm not interested in watching. Because it's, it's, it's like sort of going, well, obviously it's against the rules, but in a weird way, we're going to let you do it a hundred times. Y- yeah. Um, I'm going to play you at chess and you only get one chance to just take one of my pieces and throw it away. <laughs> and after that, well, you better not do it again. And I think, I, I think if, the team, if the team in general has already got five yellow cards, the next one, like, the next one's for the team. Like, the next red card is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's for the whole team. This it is should, for all of you. It should be cumulative, yeah. Imagine if they all just got sent off at once and it was just the England team versus the keeper. <laughs> 70 nil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I thought it was gross. And I mean look like they were very they were very good at other bits of the football, the but they were also very good at the bits where they yeah, yeah, they were also very good at the bits where they behaved like fucking little rats in my opinion. I feel like it's a it's a different game out there. Like well, that's I think it gets more and more like that as you move eastwards across Europe to Italy. Apparently, it's an Italian thing. All the commentators were going, "Oh yes, watch out!" All their all their league is like that's this is like what it's all about over there. This is all all they get to practice doing all year round is the, the slowing tactics. down games and yeah. well, slowing down games and diving and and strategic fouling and whatever. There's some there was someone on the radio before the final was saying there's like a name for it in Italy which is like ooh cunning like they see it ooh clever. <laughs> which, it is considered which is close. It is, it is considered a highly scholarly pursuit in <laughs> yeah, in Italy yeah, to dive. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, I, you can, I, you yeah, can take a masters it, in it. Yeah. It's it'll be a professore del del diving. <laughs> del divo. Il divo. That's what del a, divo. that's what an il divo is. 
<laughs> they were, Il Divo was opera singers so skilled that they could have been as skilled as football divers. That's how good they are. <laughs> but like your own football league having a complimentary noun for almost cheating is the closest I've come to a bunch of people admitting to being the baddies. Yeah. Like what a what a what a Slytherin trait to have. <laughs> I guess that's how I, I, I saw the Italian team as as, as Slytherin. Yeah, they definitely were they're, Slytherin, and it didn't help. They're, that. Cl- they're clever, but they're horrible and uh, sort it, of sneaky. It doesn't help that <clears throat> Kellini, the captain, literally looks like Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I, I, I was expecting I, I was be... expecting coins to fly out of Saka when he took him down, <laughs> Just... and for Saka to go to go transparent for a bit. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and the penalties were heartbreaking, and also it, it's very depressing that like this the second anyone non-white missed a penalty, I thought, oh, the racists will be after them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like, well, did you see all the footage of how the fans were behaving in and around the stadium and in Leicester Square? Oh, disc- unbelievable! Those videos. I was like, I, I felt, I, I had been feeling quite sad that I wasn't in London for the final, yeah, and then yeah. I saw the videos yeah. on the morning of the final, and I was like, thank God. Also, I was able to go to a bar in New York, a mere two hours early, and I was too early. There was no one there. When, really? Yeah. Whereas in London, people had to start queuing at what, like eight a.m. to get into the pub or something. Oh, I know people who were doing yeah a twelve-hour pub shift just to get the table. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. I mean, really nuts. Yeah. Some of the videos like on Twitter are horrifying, but some of the videos I've been sent on WhatsApp are even more horrifying. Oh. Really, really, gro- really gross. Really, like what? Um, someone sent me a video of. It was like three or four guys building a tower out of their exposed anuses and ball bags. What? Like lying on top of each other. Like in a porno. And like in a porno. <laughs> like in a porno. And then someone like putting their face underneath that and drinking beer sluiced no, through all three ass cracks. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No. A brown yeah. mountain. A brown. <laughs> A, 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 a poopy luge. A poopy luge. No, that's... Yeah. How is that... How... Oh, in what way is that sort of impressive? Like, what's the impressive bit who's, that you'd be able to do something very disgusting? Who's and, the guy who volunteers? Yeah, what's he saying? I, I'm never idea? sick. How do you come up with the idea? I get, they must have seen the yes, like you know, a similar image on the internet and gone, wait, that could be some kind of disgusting sluice for beer. Oh, did they go in with a? Pl- I mean, we've had this is very similar to our, our boobs vodka. Um, yes, yes, factory. this is the sort of football lad equivalent of, of of vodka vodka boob dips. So maybe we can sell brown luge beer already canned, so you don't have to stack the anuses yourself. <laughs> you know how you can buy JD and Coke in a can, so you don't have to do it yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, so this is like, this is a brown luge beer in a can. It's already it's already been poured over the anuses of eight lads. Um, yeah. So you don't have to. And it's it's called ass beer, but ass, the two S's are like, there's that German B, that's an S. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. 
And beer is spelled B-I-E-R. Ass beer. <laughs> a stein of ass beer. Wow. Well, I mean, the stuff I um, saw was relatively tame then. I saw the... Well, I saw the stuff that was on Twitter of, like, um, the guy just doing a, a, a big old slug of cocaine. Just... I, I didn't a, see that one. As a crowd cheered him on. People went, oh, I didn't as he see dipped that his one. key into a bag of cocaine and just went, and everyone, yeah, is in, like in the <laughs> middle of a park, like he was elevated. Jesus Christ. And and the guy with his little willy out before the match had even The started. guy flapping his little dick around? Yeah, outside of PC World. The guy, the guy who looked like, the guy who looked so much like any, any generic white English guy that he might as well have been an NPC. Yeah. But you know he what? Was Pierre, one of the for all facially like the least distinctive person I've ever seen. Oh yeah. If he came into the room right now, I'd be like, "Hello, stranger. Who are you?" I would have no idea who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like pure NPC face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the face you start with. <laughs> but I mean. Why are the English so feral? I mean, maybe that is why we won it. Maybe that's how we won it in the first place. Is that we have these feral animals at England's the back Scots, and um, The Scots were pretty feral. They were the ones doing like water slide slides on mud puddles in the road while it was raining. Oh, yeah. When they all oh, right, when they were down in London. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they fucked up Leicester Square as well with... Le- that that's the other thing is all the litter and stuff. I mean, yeah. I you know what I'd respect people drinking ass beer and doing huge slugs of coke, uh, and then tidying up after themselves. Like, like yeah, after they do all that, they become like Japanese fans and they just pick, get out these yeah, bin bags yeah. and pickers <laughs> yeah, and they just pick yeah, up just on. A, just an English football hooligan, with sickle down his front, t- like. Eyes wild from cocaine, grinding his jaw, just, just picking up tins very carefully, putting them in a big bag, just frothing at the mouth and saying to his mates, "Leave it as you found it. Leave nothing but footprints. Take nothing but memories." <laughs> and and the videos of like the 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 security just being. Like it was like Les Mis at Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> All these louts just like breaking the ranks like world, of the security. World War Z. They should have deployed the army. I mean, if there's any group where you go, well, okay, we've deployed security, but we really have to ask ourselves: is does the security a want it more than they do? And B, have the ability to beat them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In the video I saw, there was, you like, you, one of the security guys just kind of... He was just trying to, like, leg sweep people as they ran past. He was just, like, hacking at their <laughs> shins. And they'd stumble a bit, but they just keep running. Um, it was honestly, <laughs> like, watching animals. It was like... It, it, yeah. That was fucking insane. I, and then... I don't know what to do. People... What, what, there's to, what there is to be done about the... Um, a social order problem in the UK. It's it's uniquely British and particularly English, and I don't know what is and unique. It's like n- nowhere else in the developed world is like this. 
I don't know, man. I like uh, in Italy they have those fan groups that go around with little knives stabbing each other in the ass. Yeah, I said the developed world. Yeah. <laughs> slam, slam. <laughs> not the not, not the ex developed. Yeah. <laughs> not for the people who let it slip from their grasp. Um, um, and I, I, I hear I sometimes hear about um, NFL stuff being quite nasty and violent in the states. Or I guess in Canada, when hockey teams win or lose, they seem to burn all the cars in a big pile. Right. They go a bit French. But I just feel, it feels mad. a lot more common in England and a lot more regular and a lot more think, sort of accepted. You, it's definitely more accepted. Do you think it's funny, like, like in France, they won't ever behave like that unless someone suggests that you can't retire at 55? <laughs> and then, like, in the UK, we'll just let, we'll let the government just ass-fuck us constantly, but the second that there's some sport on, those urges come out. <laughs> Yeah, we'll actively vote for the government to uh, to penetrate us in the bum, but yeah, uh, but the second our our team of not even English players of of our team of Spanish millionaires lose, we will we will destroy the place that we live in. We have to go there on the weekend to shop, <laughs> and we will fight other English people. <laughs> And for nothing, yeah, as opposed to for, you know, workers' rights or uh, job security, anything like that. Anything like that, we'll stay home. But when it comes to that game, we're like, for, you fucking forget it. Do we even like it? This one, one I think when I watch, like, an enormous, fully tattered up, bald man without a shirt on, watching a game of football, is he enjoying it? (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's just a day out or whatever i was i was having a chat to um a friend of mine and he was saying for a lot of these guys that must be like the only time in their lives that they're allowed to like dress up in costumes and be exuberant yeah they can have fun with their friends and be like sing songs and and be happy and jump around i'm just it as has a crusader. to be through the lens yeah i'm just as a crusader yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, I think I think they enjoy it, but then like um, uh, comedian and, and and fellow podcast comedians and fellow podcasters um, John Robbins and Ellis James, mm-hmm. um, with whom, according to iTunes statistics, we share many fans, many PCDs ah. uh, do listen to us. Um, those guys were chatting one day, and I've talked to John in private about this last time I saw him about how when so many people watch football like what like you say are they enjoying it it's all just rage and sorrow mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which i definitely felt after the final because i'd finally i'd finally let football into my heart phil and it's it's it it stung me it stung me yeah i saw you you bought a shirt i bought a shirt on the internet from some guy some website um i was into it i was into it i wanted the team to win and I think a lot of fellow um, liberal metropolitan elites were into it because of the nature of the team. That's right. That's right. It's perceived civilizing influence on both the nation and the fans. I think it's 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 been utterly fascinating, um, and 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 yeah, people talk about this team being historic an historic team, and and it is for me mainly. 
how much it has engaged the middle class and the liberal metropolitan yeah, elite and the and very online people and that it you know it feels like it's being wrested from those people traditionally considered to be football de- um devotees and i say good we won it we'll win it we won it with our multiracial multicultural liberal elite metropolitan values we won it we took the one thing you we liked. won it we took it we took the one thing that meant anything to you we took it and we ruined it for you we made it nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh. We made it nicer. I mean, Gareth, South- um, Gareth Southgate looks like the type of man these these skinheads would beat up on a on a bus for no reason. Oh, totally. Yeah. And then they were doing all those like they were replaying all the old interviews with Gareth Southgate from when he was a little football boy himself in the nineties and. Like they were making jokes about like oh he's he's got all his O levels and things like oh he's a big nerd, and it's those are the same people who are now like I was talking uh, I was talking with a friend about how like all these people who look at objectively the English football team's second best result in football since World War Two, mm-hmm. and because they don't like how it ended they so now oh Gareth South Gareth Southgate's a bad manager that team's a bad team yeah. And it's like, well, how could it? How could it possibly be a bad team? What do you peak want? Peak end rule, Pierre. Hate to bring up old Mr. Kahneman peak again. End. It's a peak end rule. Yeah. People can only remember, especially those with cocaine-addled memory spans. Um, people can only remember <laughs> how things end a lot of the time, and the most significant point within the event. So, I guess on balance, they come off negative if they can't remember the, the good bit. Yeah, it's brainworms again. It's our old friend brainworms. Old Jimmy brainworms. Old Jimmy brainworms. But yeah, it is. It's also, I guess, the first time that there's. It's not the first time there's been a multiracial team, but it's the first time that everyone on the team and the manager have all addressed social issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and the the rebuttal. If so, people are like, oh, why can't they just play football? Though, why do they have to go on about racism? And it's like, look, if there is one group of people who are frequently racism adjacent it's footballers yeah it's not like they're bakers if there's one group of people who for their job two times a week have to gather (laughs) in an enormous circle like in the center of an uh, like thousands of racists for their job they have to go and (laughs) have to stand in the middle thousands of racists gather around them and watch them and judge them every week. <laughs> yeah. If your if your job has to be done surrounded by a Greek chorus of racists <laughs> screaming at you while you do your job. They have those Greek chorus masks which are like the smiling one and the frowning one and they just well if they score or if they can see they just swap the masks over. Yeah. Yeah. And then the then the sort of a racist one, which is covered in swastikas or something. <laughs> yeah, if there's if there's one group of people who have a workplace right and need to address racists and racism, it is footballers. I mean, fucking hell. Yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss but uh, yeah I mean hopefully well we've got the harrowing World Cup in Qatar to look forward to I was thinking to. about that and I'm like I mean how are English players going to survive there's no like people like well we'll win the world we're going to do well in the World Cup I don't think we are it's just, it's just it'll just be too hot it's going to be far too hard. You know they, you know they air condition the outdoors in Qatar. <laughs> no, oh, it makes they've me got, sick. They've got when they've got like shopping high streets. They've got like little like cold water mist sprayer aircon things like outside above the windows of the shop, so you can window shop. Oh my god, people should not be it living is, there. It is hubris. It is against God's will. Ugh, it's. Reading about Qatar's air-conditioned pavements is the closest I've felt to being like a medieval peasant saying, "'Tis not right. (laughs) It is an affront unto the Lord. Like an Amish person pointing at a car. Sin, sin! (laughs) Pierre the Luddite is a good, is a a fun character. (laughs) Yes, I'm very rarely a Luddite, but but God God help me, the Qataris, they found a way... (laughs) To turn me into a Luddite. As if they said, you'll never have to charge this toothbrush. It's got uranium in it. That should be the new crusades in the Middle East. Just like, stop air conditioning your pavements. (laughs) Well, then the British Museum would be full of pavement air conditioners. (laughs) (laughs) We want it. We want it. We want it. Yeah, give back the, yeah, give, give back everything except the stuff we bought. Fine, fine. Yeah, but I, like, do you think? Yeah, do you think they would get to the point where it's just the Elgin marbles left, and everyone's just going, "We bought it. We bought it. We bought it." <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted about the Qatar thing because after this England team being such nice lads and Gareth Southgate being like the nation's sort of empathetic dad, yeah. um, I really you know want to, them to win the World Cup and I want to watch them. Yeah, but it is being held in a boiling hot slave state. Why isn't you considering actually going over? No, no, no. I just mean watching in general, oh, right. engaging with it. It's still like it's still like the. The World Cup brought to you by slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, know. I mean, if yeah, I mean, they then should. Be, it, uh, yeah, I mean, I wonder if they'll be taken in the knee, the knee there for slavery, for li- literal current slavery. 
<laughs> they'll be they'll be taking the knee for people who are still busy finishing off some of the air conditioners. Yeah. With their passports confiscated and all that. It's just ugh. What? How? Yeah, I mean how how was uh, is it it's not the FA, the UA is it your oh, who organizes the World Cup? FIFA, no? FIFA, FIFA. Um Yeah, what incentive do they have to give to Qatar? Did did they just get a, a big old bag of oil? Apparently it's been... I mean, I, I, hang on. I'm going to look this up before I say it because I'm going to... Put it this way. I'm going to search... I'm just going to search FIFA Qatar bribe because there was some sort of big inquiry. There have been numerous allegations of bribery. Yes. Corruption controversies. Well, that's quite a big section of the Wikipedia. Hmm. The FBI at least was investigating. The FBI? What do they get? The, yeah, because they pay... It was alleged that a firm linked to the Qatari campaign paid the committee member Jack Warner and his family $2 million. Uh-huh. The Sunday Times alleged, uh, published a load of claims to have documents which allegedly proved that Bin Hammond had paid more than $5 million to football officials to support the bid. Everyone is denying it. Um... Oh dear, yeah. There's a lot. It doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look amazing. Um, according to leaked documents obtained by the Sunday Times, Qatari state-run television channel Al Jazeera secretly offered four hundred million dollars to FIFA for broadcasting rights just twenty-one days before FIFA announced that Qatar will host the World Cup. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, look, they're just. Getting the order in early. That's all. They're just being very yeah. organized. They were saying, hey, hey, wherever it gets put on, wherever it gets put on, we'd like to broadcast it for this insane amount of money. <laughs> wherever it goes. Uh, uh, uh. Still, it'd be interesting to see if Gareth Southgate is able to keep his vest on in that heat. It'll be no. He'll, he'll he'll be able. We wearing only the vest. <laughs> There's no way you could just have to wear only the vest and just be just be Winnie the Poohing it the whole rest of the time, like we were saying last week. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I mean, speaking of heat, the the heat wave here has subsided somewhat. It's been raining. There's been a storm come up oh, from yeah? Florida, which has been a, a saving grace, to be to be frank. Is it washing the filth off those corrupt streets? Yeah. Tire mark on burst bladder. What? What's the line? <laughs> oh, um... Oh, oh yes, t- like tire marks on burst stomach. We... we uh, the Joker, the Japanese, and Watchmen are our three <laughs> reference points every single week on the show. Someone else must have done the whole rain washing the streets clean thing surely yeah yeah before it feels owned by rorschach and watchman but it seems it seems obvious enough that it's been done before but um, it's got to be some kind of 1930s film noir shit but at one point on one day it got so hot and um yeah uh, that uh, it got so hot that some power cables in brooklyn caught fire like they just burst into flames what yeah <laughs> what just the wires are hanging there they just Vroom, <laughs> like that, Ugh. like in a SpongeBob cartoon. They just vroom, 
And so <laughs> all of Williamsburg lost power for an afternoon. And when this happened, I was having lunch with my friend in a restaurant, and suddenly my our phones just all start going off. They just go like these crazy alarm noise comes from our phone, like wow, wow, and I'm so I freak out, wow, because. And I look, and it's like there's a, a yellow, that yellow warning sign with an exclamation mark. It's like, emergency warning, turn off everything in your house. And it's like just telling, and so everyone in New York got the, the, got this alert on their phone to turn things off in the house, which I didn't know they could do. And apparently, this is a regular thing here. Your, the, the the state government can just send you alerts on your phone you, that you've never signed up to. I see. I've I've heard references to this in in American media where they're like, oh, I got an I got an amber alert. Yeah, so an amber alert is when um, a child goes missing, and yeah. there was one the other day. Just went, and then everyone's told about this child that's gone missing, which is uh, yeah helpful, I suppose. Like, um, but I've had I've got a few of them now, and they, they, they're really alarming. They're really unpleasant. People here are quite used to them now. But it's the kind of thing that would never wash in the UK. And I, like, people talk about Americans as being obsessed with their personal freedoms. But I think in the UK, people are a lot more obsessed with their privacy. And Yeah, I was about to say, like, like that would never, like you say, it would never fly. Yeah, yet. there's no way. There's no way that the government could just send you things onto your phone like that. I mean, it's funny because the Americans would be like, are you saying a guy could just come to your house and take away your guns and it's like yes but they also can't just t- send us alerts whenever they feel like it although i guess they sent us some covid stuff the nhs yeah but that was the nhs that's the nhs and that's the yeah that is different it's, it's not just boris johnson going turn off your kettles you know that that would be annoying <laughs> turn, yeah what would t- no but it, it was if it's boris johnson it would be stuff that we don't have <laughs> Turn off your agar. <laughs> well, you can't. Those things are on all the time. You can't turn them off. Well, you can turn them. You, you can, can take the gas well, off. They, yeah, you. Look, you could, I've, yeah, I've already, I've already betrayed a, a damning knowledge of how an agar works. So I'm not going to go down <laughs> this route any longer. Yeah, well, I was about to as well. So I mean, we're both part of the. <laughs> oh yeah, we're both part of we're the, about to really, the fancy oven problem. Yeah, we're about to really put holes in our working class. <laughs> blue collar blue collar I, I don't even know what color collar i'm supposed to have that's how <laughs> it's middle class i am <laughs> uh, but we but uh, I, yeah. I don't know if you remember up a couple till, years ago in, a couple years ago in hawaii everyone got an alert on their phone that a nuclear missile was on its way do you remember that yes and yes, just, i remember that now yeah. yeah someone someone made a mistake and so everyone in hawaii thought thought the world was ending <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah, and they had all those interviews afterwards with people saying, oh, what did you do, and, oh, man, what a, what an opportunity for your own mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone Ugh. just went, for, yeah, what, what is your, what is your purge activity, what is, what are you doing, <laughs> if you think the world is ending? <laughs> and is it, is it a defense in court to say that you thought that you were about to get nuked? <laughs> Your Honor, I believed I was about to get nuked. And that's why I stacked up all those men on top of one another and poured a glass of beer <laughs> down their anuses and drank it at the bottom. I thought the world was ending. <laughs> well, that's the reason I did it. I don't know. I can't speak for those men. I'd never met them before. 
Oh man, yeah, I I uh, I like I like um, I like the idea of that. Yeah, just see what happens. Just tell, sp- do an experiment. Pick a city. Tell them a new nuke is coming. I wonder what mistake was made. I mean, what a bad day at work for that fucking guy. The guy who sent out the nuclear missile warning. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they? They sent out the kind of clarification like within twenty minutes, but that's long enough for mischief. There, there is a tension here in America. Like, there's just an air of, of tension, and I don't know if it's post nine eleven or if it's a strange manifestation of the American sense of exceptionalism that everyone is after us. Yeah. We are the most important thing. The world is after us. That there's this real tension about everything, and like the the alerts you get on your phone and the drum drum dramatism of everything. Everyone's, well, and the, news. And, and the, the police obviously are always so on edge. Because anyone could have a gun, and there there is, like, there is a sense of freedom, I guess, here, and being a very wealthy and powerful country, but it's there's a real tension at all times, and and I think I've heard Americans even say this before, but you go to the UK and suddenly it's like you can kind of drop your shoulders a bit, you can just kind of go. <sighs> I guess I mean it's probably also very New York, right? Because yeah. they just they've they've had multiple terror attacks even since nine eleven. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, even in London, you can just sort of walk around because you can be ninety nine point nine recurring percent sure that some some guy didn't get a machine gun from Walmart and is about to use it on a lot of children mm-hmm. at a school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never mind terrorists. I mean, you've got enough like just the school shootings alone are insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That's maybe the only place you can go to drop the tension in America is like, you know, some middle of nowhere Midwest. But then if you go too far south, then it's the racial tension. Now you're tense again. Yeah, it's tension all the way down. Have you have you spoken to any police? I would sound as British as I could if I had to speak to an American policeman. Um, no, the closest I've come to was um, you know um, coming into the airport. And, you know, or where they point at you and go aliens, yeah, and just handing over my passport. Aliens. I called him. I called him sir. I was so. I was like, <laughs> I'm, if if, there, if footage ever emerges of of how obsequious I was, is that the word of how unctuous and yes. slimy and yes. warm? I'm I'm finished. If footage of of me of me arriving at JFK ever emerges. I'm finished because I was so nice and so like, thank you. <laughs> All right, you want me to stand here? Of course, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm done if that ever comes out. <laughs> you leaned in and gave his badge a little kiss, just <laughs> as you left. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, just offered him your wallet. Please, no, please. I, I've got. I've no use for it. Please. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've always, if I I've had always to... thought, you know, it's such a shame that everyone's first experience of a country is its airport. Yeah. There should be a, f- yeah, that's a, good there should point. Be a fix for that. To be fair, if you land in the UK, being immediately introduced to, like, Acosta, WH Smith, and people drinking in the morning. And a queue. A big queue. And a queue. Yeah. I mean, it's all pretty bang on so far. It is like the tutorial level of United Kingdom <laughs> the game. 
Yeah, press F to have a pint with your fry-up. <laughs> yeah, like, if you had a tutorial like level skip, for the if, UK... If you skip the queue, the screen just goes red and just goes, you died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a little a little uh, quote from someone British. <laughs> Comes up. It's Churchill quotes or whatever. Or just quotes from British sitcoms like, oh, Betty, just fades in. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was there there was a, a game a while back that came off right off the after Grand Theft Auto Three, which was set in London. What was it called? It was a free roaming like oh. crime sim. Yes, Ooh. I remember the one you it's mean. It's called like the Firm or something like that. I can't remember what it was. And you could drive around London, and you were this gangster in London, um, but like in modern times, and like you would heal by leaning on a wall. That was the most insane thing about it. If you had been shot a bunch of times, you had to find a wall and your character would just uh, just lean against the wall and then his bullet wound would heal. I mean, I mean, I know the NHS is good, Pierre, but it's not quite, it's not quite that good. Also, I imagine that there were problems with, like, you had to find a leanable wall. Oh, yeah, you had to find a flat wall. So if you're out in the open, you would die because you couldn't find a wall. Uh, I like uh, if there was a tutorial mission that would be you know how like when you play them in first person shooters it's always voiced by like a kind of drill sergeant guy yeah you'd have to have it like with a proper like get a fucking pint in it's your round <laughs> select your wallet with a cursor the getaway I've just looked it up got, the getaway was what it's called the getaway but was there a thing where, like, there was a wall that wasn't leanable on? So it was like, this is, like, nothing happened. You just died because it wasn't the leaning wall? Or could it be any wall? Um, Any, like, perfect, you had to be a perfectly flat wall, like, a, and a, t- a long one. So it couldn't, it couldn't <laughs> have been, like, Nelson's Column because it's not flush. So if you got, if you got no, to Nelson's no. Column, you'd die because <laughs> it wasn't flush <laughs> enough. The most, the most English criminal death just dying at the base of Nelson's Column. <laughs> In a leaning posture. Yeah. I I always resented the few times I've been to the States where the people in the airport call everyone aliens. They just love to be dramatic here. Everyone is dramatic. They just... Everyone wants to be in the movies. Have you watched any of the news? The news is always very dramatic. Yeah. It's Everything's out to fucking kill you and, and your enemies are meters away and... Yep. Yep, it's all, it's all very dramatic. It's, I mean, I, I guess it's it's the result of Hollywood's um, domination of the film industry. If everyone in the most dramatic films ever made are, are all American, you you grow up American thinking, yeah. well, I guess all the dramatic stuff happens to us. Yeah, maybe that's it. You you sort of feel very filmic in everything that you do. Mm, exactly. Whereas in the UK, I've always at th- most we feel like we're in a a, a charming black comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that like on the few occasions where I've watched an action movie or similar thriller, whatever, where it's actually set in the UK, so for or even a version of the UK. So for example, like V for Vendetta, where everyone is you know British. Yeah. Um, it's infinitely more like affecting, and right. I always thought as an immersive because it's so much more, like, yeah, immersive, affecting, yeah. 
uh, everything. It's all much more, 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 more. And so I always think like, oh, right, because when I watch things like most films, which are all American, it's like with a layer of detachment, like I'm watching through a piece of cloth. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, well, it's America. Yeah. Bang, bang. Hey, get out of here, commissioner. You're the DA. Blah, blah, blah. Just things that are not even words in my <laughs> daily life. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're American, movies must be incredible. It's just constantly like, that could be happening now down the road. Just your head must be exploding constantly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just watching your, your own landmarks being punched to bits by a Godzilla over and over again. Like, you know that little. Blow your mind. Even in London. One of the greatest cities on earth, I would say the greatest city on earth, the center of the world's history, I would say, for the last century, maybe. Um, like, of, of, the, like the, world history has, has flowed through London for centuries now. And yeah. still, when Thor is stood next to the gherkin... <laughs> We go, there's this little fizzle of ooh, ooh, that's us in in the cinema. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen in New York. That doesn't that's, happen. That's us. That, oh, that's us. Oh, you mean ooh, the capital city of one of the most powerful nations in history. Oh, that's us. That's us. Ooh, oh, they came here. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the that, states. That's, that doesn't happen in New York. That's the level of <laughs> that's the level of imperial decline for you, though. <laughs> yeah. But like, there would have been no thrills at all if it was in the... Well, when was the British Empire last powerful? I guess 1947? Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Ish. But I, I feel like if if Italians saw a film that would, they went to Rome, they'd be like, yeah, obviously. Of course. It's Rome. But London, people are still like, ooh, hee, 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 Oh, you came I guess here? I- <laughs> Little old us. <laughs> I guess things go to Rome, don't they? Because there's, they often want to do some sort of business with the Colosseum. Yeah, a bit of business. A bit of business, or they go to do a sort of comedy thing at the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Whereas <laughs> the comedy, not one. as many the of comedy, the, the comedy, the comedy one. one, the the comedy one. It's the world's silliest. Whereas not monument. as many of the buildings. It's the world's silliest um, treasure. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's the slapstick wonder of the world. It's it's one of the seven slapstick wonders of the world. There's there's that big slippery wall in China. A big section of it is slippery. Oh yeah. Um, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. You're one of the silly wonders of the world. <laughs> um, oh, that statue of the little boy pissing in Belgium. Aren't there loads of statues of little boys pissing in the in Europe? No, but there's the, it's called the mannequin piece. It's the the very famous. Right. Okay. That's very silly. Um, uh, hmm. There's oh, that 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 version of London Bridge that they, those Americans bought because they thought they were buying Tower Bridge. What was this? What was the story? A, a town in America got so much money that they they bought London Bridge for loads of money. Right. But they thought they were buying the iconic looking one, Tower Bridge. London Bridge at the time was just like a brick bridge. <laughs> so they the. People like London Bridge, Arizona, is that it? So the people they were buying it from. Well, how are they able to just buy London Bridge? It's not owned by the Ottomans or anything. So, the purchaser, Robert P. McCulloch, was an entrepreneur and hoped that the bridge would bring interested tourists and retirement home. Ah, it's a popular rumor that he thought it was Tower Bridge, but is ardently denied by the man himself. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew the whole time. No. 
I wanted the plain one. I like plain. Um, apparently, it was just for sale. I don't know. I don't know why it was for sale. Gosh, a bridge for sale. It was sold by the City of London in 1968. Peculiar. Come get your bridges. Bridge for sale. But see, I would say that's a silly one. That is silly. It is silly to sell a bridge. It's silly, and it's in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. I haven't even heard of it. That is silly. I'd love to see it, though. The silly wonders of the world. God. Chalk them off your bucket list. The silly wonders of the world. We'll have to think of some more silly wonders of the world. Yes. Tweet tweet us some options, Yes, tweet us some silly wonders of the world. In Australia, there is, like, a thing where towns will buy a big silly statue or they build a big silly statue of i think large is it specifically large fruit so a bunch of towns in like but fuck nowhere in australia will will yeah. will they'll build a big a big fruit for people to come right. to to get tourists and there's a bunch of towns in right, australia just, that just have big that. fruit so i think collectively <laughs> i'd call them a, a silly wonder of the world Australia's giant fruit. Australia's giant fruit circuit. Yeah. Yes, I think that's fair. Yes. Um, yeah, listeners, send us a tweet if you think you know about some big statue of a big bum or something. <laughs> I'm sure there is one. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's fewer buildings in London that are, are fun or silly for use in films. Yeah, that's right. That's true. I mean, the London if, Eye is If silly. you need a big clock. The London Eye yeah, is Yeah, but silly. no one... That's, it's not as iconic. People don't. People in America don't know the London Eye. They know Big Ben, um, and maybe the Gurkha, the Shard, or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the- they know Big Ben and they know Buckingham Palace. They're yeah. two very unsilly things. The Shard is a sinister wonder of the world. Yeah, it looks the most like it has a demon king at the top. <laughs> yeah. You can't go to the top floor of the Shard unless you're above level 55 with power armor. <laughs> the lift won't open. Uh, um, what are your plans for the rest of the day, Philium? You're, uh, you're at, almost at the start of your day. My, my afternoon is coming to an end here in muggy, muggy London. Yeah, it's been very wet, right? It's wet, but it's still just like grey and hot and wet. Yuck. It's just sweaty, Worst of all yucky, worlds. blah, yeah. Um, today, um, I will be preparing for the work that I have to do here, which is sort of tomorrow. Ooh. And then I'm flying back on Thursday. Nice. Um. Nice. Straight into quarantine. Oh, for how long? Um, well, I've got that test to release thing. So hopefully five days. Sick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It'll be all right. You'll be all right. And it's nice to have an excuse not to be able to do anything. Yes, yes, the sweet relief of lockdown one. <laughs> yeah, how about you? What are you doing this eve? You're out to play football. Are you started a, a five-a-side team? Are you well into it now? <laughs> Me and the lads, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go set off a load of flares in a hospital waiting room. Um, no... I'm doing just sort of some some kind of light di- light DIY and moving things around my flat. Ooh, very manly. Yeah, well, and then I'm 
Um, what am I? Am I doing anything of any interest? Not really. I should probably. I need. To, I, I. I need to do some. Yeah, moving things around, re rearranging stuff. Some there comes a time, Phil, in your life where the things need to just get rearranged. Hey, it's called feng shui. I know it very well. It's true. Yes. It's called wind water, baby. That's what feng shui wind means. And water. If you have enough wind and water in your home, you need new windows and doors. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I, I think I might have tried that as a joke once. Is like, if you have water running through your house, you, you need to rearrange stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the yeah, that's the principles. That's the principle of it. Um, oh, sick. Okay, maybe I will. Try the, 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 actually, there's is a really good. I think he's Malaysian or Singaporean now, like sort of pop feng shui um, guy who's on TikTok or something, and he just does the, these really neat little videos with little models of how to so he's he's like so you have a bookshelf uh a sofa and a tv how do you arrange them in the room and he'll show you how to, what's the best way of arranging them might be worth looking up oh cool um interesting yeah. interesting i will well enjoy um preparing for your work and enjoy your quarantine thank you it's coming home and it's it coming is home Phil. it's that's right <laughs> i'm afraid it's that's just right Phil. That's right. Twenty-one days of hurt. <laughs> yeah. And five days of quarantine. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Thanks very much, listeners. Enjoy. And just remember. Enjoy. If you're British, we won it. We won it. <laughs> Even if we lost the football, we won it. <laughs> Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.